0: Mormonism 101 for teens is a valuable resource for anyone wanting a simplified view of the Mormon religion from a Christian perspective. Mormonism 101 for teens is available at MRM.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism.
1: So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. And speaking of Eric Johnson, yesterday we began talking about his new revised fourth edition. This came out in January of 2022. It's the fourth edition of Mormonism 101 for teens. And before we get into today's program, Eric, I want to read a couple of the comments that you have at the front of the book. This is from Vivian, who was 15, from Utah, who has read the book, and she said, I learned a lot about the Mormon doctrine, and things my friends talk about at school make more sense to me now. There's another comment here from a young lady named Mariah. She's from California. This is a great and easy read. I would recommend it to anyone who wants to know more about Mormonism, teen or non-teen. I like that it wasn't dumbed down. It was understandable, but real. All in all, I love the book, and I'm excited to share it with others. And yesterday, I was talking about your credentials in educating young people, and we were talking about the fact that you taught Bible at a Christian high school in El Cajon, California. I was a substitute teacher at that same school, and I remember going with you on a field trip, and we went to the Mormon Battalion Visitor Center, and there were a couple of missionaries that were addressing your students, and I'll never forget this, just to show you folks how Eric is very intent on teaching young people to know the subject matter in order to carry on a conversation with Latter-day Saints. One of the missionaries started to quote the Lorenzo Snow couplet, as man is, God once was, as God is, man may become. And he started to stumble as he was giving that citation, and your group finished a couplet for him, and he was so impressed at how these students knew the Lorenzo-Snow couplet, which I would say is probably something a lot of Latter-day Saint students don't really understand, much less memorize.
2: He was startled. I remember his look at the audience, because I was off to the side. He not only was impressed, but I think he was surprised, and that that made an impression on him because he started. If you remember, Bill, because I remember very clearly, to that session of probably fifty kids. I used to take students to the battalion center, but also to the mosque, Buddhist temple. I, I would take them Jewish synagogue. I would take them after studying on our own in the Bible class, we would do field trips. And these students really loved doing that. But this more missionary was arrogantly saying, I know you guys have probably been trained wrong about what we believe, and so today we'd like to fix some of those things. If I don't know if you remember this, Bill, but he, he did that. So after everything was done, I usually did not talk. I usually stayed in the back. I let my students ask the questions. I encouraged these, these leaders to be able to share and even try to convince my students that their faith was right. I thought, it was a good position to be in. But I raised my hand at the end and I said, I just want to address what you said at the beginning about the students being taught wrong. And so I asked him if I could give the Mormon plan of salvation. So he said, sure. I went ahead and spent maybe three or four minutes quickly going over the pre-existence and mortality, and then after this life, the spirit prison and paradise, and then the millennium and judgment and going to one of three kingdoms of glory. So I went through that really fast, and I said, this is what I have taught my students, and that's how they knew about the Lorenzo-Snow couplet. Would you say that I'm accurate? And he says, well, yeah, actually, maybe I didn't like the way you said it, but yeah, you were pretty accurate on what you said. I said, okay, That's I just want my students to see that I wasn't trying to teach them things that were not really what your religion teaches, and you have proved to us, because you're the one who brought up Lorenzo Snow Couplet, and I had my students memorize that, because I said that summarized the plan of salvation. So it was a really good exchange, and the students afterward were really impressed with how that whole scenario went, but I did that for over a decade. Hare Krishna Temple was always a fun one as well, when the devotees would give the Maha Mantra, so they'd be singing and their eyes would be rolling back you went to one of those as well i did pacific beach in san diego so i really enjoy doing that today i teach high schoolers near a public high school in fact it's across the street from a local utah high school uh, once a week for an hour and a half and i have a chance to integrate myself into their lives by teaching them the bible teaching them biblical doctrines but as i said yesterday bill My biggest purpose and objective, if you will, is to have students own their own faith, because I have seen, as you have seen, too many high school students graduate from a high school, oftentimes public school, and maybe they went to church, maybe even went to youth group, but then they go to college and they lose their faith. I think there's no reason why a Christian kid who is growing up in a Christian home should lose his faith if he would just understand what strength the Bible has and what Christianity has to offer. It answers the questions of life where we came from, why we are here, and where we are going. Very clearly, the Bible teaches us. It teaches us about the God of the Bible, about the Jesus of the Bible, about why we should believe the Bible. And so, what I tried to do in this book called Mormonism 101 for Teens, the religion of the Latter day Saint, Simplified, is to lay out the basics of the Mormon religion in a way that a Christian who knows Latter-day Saints would be able to understand and to be able to then engage their LDS friends or family members in an intelligent way rather than just being ignorant about these things. That's that's why I wrote this book. Uh, I've used this actually in this class that I'm talking about three different times. I've handed this book to students and they love it. They love the ideas that are found there and the ability to better understand the culture of Mormonism and the doctrine. So very important if we're going to keep our high school students from joining the Mormon church, because what ends up happening? And I have seen this happen where they start to date a Latter-day Saint, and if they don't think there's any differences, before you know it, they're getting baptized into the LDS Church, which makes the Christian parents upset. Well, how did this happen? Well, you weren't teaching at home. Your church was not training them. Your youth group might not have been talking about the most important issues, and this is what I try to do in this class, and this is what this book is trying to do.
1: You know me, Eric. I'm very critical of many of our youth group programs in many of our churches. I love the one that we have at my church. In fact, I'm a part of the youth program at my church because you have a desire to teach our young people. I have a desire to teach young people, and I want them like you to be able to own their faith. I want them to know what they believe, why they believe it. I want them to live out their lives as examples of a Christian to be Christ-like. But I do think that many times we do leave our young people vulnerable because we don't take the opportunity in our youth group programs to really educate them. And sad to say, and folks, if if your church is like this, listen to me. Listen to me closely. If your young people are not trained to own their faith, if they don't know what they believe and why they believe it, I, I can almost guarantee you, if you send them off to college, They're probably going to come back atheist. What's the old saying? Don't be surprised if you send your kids to Rome and they come back little Romans, because they will. And sadly, that happens all too often.
2: And how many professors, Bill, have said they love having students coming into their class who call themselves Christian because their goal is to convert them to secular humanism? And if your student doesn't know very much in a college classroom, especially at a public university, they don't know their faith, they don't own their faith, and they are susceptible to being converted to the culture and to the religions of the world, as well as Mormonism, if you're especially living in the states that I've mentioned before, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, very much uh, it's Mormon-dominated, and so too easy for people to who don't know their faith, to get sucked into these other philosophies.
1: Well, the revision that you've done to Mormonism 101 for Teens, this is, again, as I said, the fourth edition. It's been revised. It came out in January of 2022. What are some of the things that a person looking at this book will find that perhaps they didn't find in earlier editions?
2: Well, they're going to find a few different features. Uh, I have revised some of the writing of the the book itself and so uh, but the same ideas are going to be there all through all four editions one of the things that I got to do too because it was my book I didn't have to please a publisher and sometimes publishers will say, I don't want you to write this or that, but I had 108 pages to do whatever I wanted, so I decided I'd have five appendices. Normally a publisher's not going to let you have that many. But the first one, recognizing poor logic, that comes right out of Mormonism 101. We covered 15 logical fallacies. You and I are big on that, Bill, to be able to recognize when something is not right, how to philosophically determine why that's not good logic. Number two, appendix, is what must a person do in order to have a relationship with God? Because maybe there's a Latter-day Saint reading this, and I want them to have, in two pages, a simple introduction to the biblical gospel. Number three, ten things an investigator ought to consider before becoming a Mormon, because this might be a book being handed to a kid who's thinking about getting baptized in the LDS Church. I wanted to give him ten things to think about so that He might rethink his decision. Number four, seven questions your Mormon friend may ask with responses. Now, Bill, that comes from our book, Answering Mormon's Questions. So I took some of the most common high school questions types of questions being asked, and how can we respond to these common questions. We have 38 in our book, Answering Mormons Questions, and I would recommend that book for any of you who would like to have responses to the common questions that Latter-day Saints will ask. And then number five, why do so many Mormons turn to atheism? As I mentioned in yesterday's show, my daughter was involved in the high school. Uh, the local high school that had a lot of Mormons, but also had a lot of atheists. And she was finding herself having to answer to atheist and agnostic arguments more sometimes than the Mormon arguments, because oftentimes the Mormons who leave the church would end up becoming atheists. So that was kind of an interesting idea that she had to deal with.
1: And as tragic as it may sound, sometimes we do hear Latter-day Saints using atheist arguments especially when it comes to criticism of the Bible and such.
2: Bill, we want to offer this book at a price that I think is very reasonable, $7, and it includes shipping the new fourth edition printed in January of 2022 of Mormonism 101 for Teens. It right now is only available at mrm.org slash teens sale. Teens with the hyphen between that and sale, and that goes through March 31st, $7. It's normally $10, and the shipping is free. So I think every high schooler, every Christian teen, every Christian family that has students would want to consider maybe getting this as a resource for them.
1: You would almost think that this would be something that most parents would be eager to get a hold of, because they do go to school, or even work among a lot of these people. And wouldn't you want your son or daughter to be able to have some responses or at least have a general understanding of where their LDS friends are coming from? That's mrm.org teens hyphen sale through March 31st. If you order Eric's fourth edition of Mormonism 101 for Teens, you can get it for $7 and that includes shipping.